Thank you for joining us for this series, Well, Well, Well. Together, we'll discover how to have a healthy, prosperous soul. Hey, girls, welcome to the third session in our series, Well, Well, Well. I hope that over this last week, you have really taken time to dig into the word, to ponder the scriptures that we've talked about in our last series and let them sink deep into your heart. And I hope that you've got your Bible and your notebook with us today because we are going to jump into God's Word. Now, I first want to just take a moment and remind you that over the last two sessions of this series, we were really laying a foundation. And we saw that sometimes we can let our soul take the lead in life. But that's not the way God created us to live. And when we do that, we actually get off balance and we can end up with an unhealthy soul. But God's plan is that our soul would come into alignment with the Spirit of God, that our body would come into alignment with the Spirit of God, that His Spirit would be in control of our soul and our body. We would be in alignment with Him. And that's when we are truly well in the depths of our soul. That's when we walk life in this manner where we have a healthy, prosperous soul. And that's what this series is all about. And so as we move forward, these next few weeks, we are going to be talking about the specific components of our soul. Remember, we said that our soul is our mind, our will, and our emotions. And we're going to talk about how each of these areas can come into alignment with the Spirit of God. So today, we are going to start with our mind. In other words, our thoughts. Now, I don't know about you, but I feel like I have a million thoughts a minute do you ever feel that way? I mean, there's so many and they are so random and can go in so many different directions. I mean, we can be doing things and thinking about 15 other things at the same time. I mean, I could be driving to work and thinking about the things in the day and then all of a sudden thinking, wait a minute, did I put on matching shoes? Because I know I was looking in the mirror trying to figure out which one to wear. Did I get two matching ones on? I mean, so many silly thoughts, random thoughts. All kinds of thoughts flood our minds. But you know, we have to realize that our thoughts are so powerful. I don't know about you, but I have times when I recognize, wow, I'm feeling a little bit down or I'm feeling upset and, and my peace is gone, my joy is gone. But if I stop and backtrack, you know what I usually realize is that my thoughts have become consumed with something that happened, a situation or a conversation that is just replaying over and over in my mind. And I have got to recognize that. And if I don't, those thoughts will continue. That conversation will continue replaying and I'll end up becoming more upset. And then it affects my mood. It affects my interactions with other people. It affects the atmosphere in my home. Our thoughts are powerful and affect everything. Listen to what Proverbs 4, 23 says. And I want to read this to you in the New Century Version. I love how this translation reads. It says, be careful what you think because your thoughts run your life. 
There is so much truth in that. You see, our minds are a gift. Our minds are magnificent creations of God. If you think about how complex and intricate they are, and we have the privilege of taking care of those minds and determining what we do with them. Now think with me about our bodies just for a moment because our bodies are amazing creations of God, how they function, it's incredible. But if we were to sit on the couch all day, every day, eating potato chips and chocolate, we would not produce the kind of body or the kind of life that God wants us to have, right? Well, it's the same way with our minds. We all have thoughts that come that will not produce the kind of soul and the kind of life that God wants us to have. We are created to have a healthy, prosperous soul. God wants us to be well in the depths of our soul. And our thoughts are vitally important in that process. Look with me at Romans 12 and verse 2. It says, And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. God wants our lives to be proof of His will in operation on this earth. But it comes through this process, this transformation process. This word transformed in the Greek, it's really the word metamorpho. It's the same word we get our word metamorphosis from. And it means to change into another form. It actually refers to a process, all right? And then this word renewing, it literally means to renovate, to completely change something for the better. You see, our minds need a metamorphosis. That process begins by submitting our mind to the Spirit of God within us. And then that renewing or that renovating process continues and is ongoing throughout our lives. So let's talk about the steps involved with that renovation process, all right? Because some of us, we think, yes, I know I need that, but I'm not sure how to go about it. So let's talk about some practical steps. First of all, if you're renovating a house, you don't just go in and start doing demo. You need to know what you're dealing with because some walls might be load-bearing. Some might have pipes in them. You need to recognize what it is that you're dealing with. And if our minds are going to be renovated, it's very helpful to know what we're dealing with. In other words, we need to recognize what we're thinking. And we need to recognize where those thoughts are coming from. Too many people today don't ever stop to recognize what they're thinking or where those thoughts are coming from. And they just let their thoughts lead their life. It is important to recognize what we are thinking. Maybe you've never stopped to do that. Maybe you don't really 
pay attention to what your thoughts are and that you have control over them. If you need to start paying closer attention to what you're thinking, one very helpful tool is to set a timer on your phone to go off every few hours. Maybe take a couple of days to do this. And whenever that timer goes off, have an ongoing note, whether it's on your phone or on a pad of paper, and just stop and say, Lord, show me what is consuming my thoughts right now. Because you might think, oh, I'm just thinking about this project I'm doing. But the Lord will show you, no, actually, while you're doing that project, you're worrying about this. You're thinking about that. So get him involved in the process because he knows our thoughts and he will show us exactly what we're thinking. And then over a few days, we look at that list and we think, oh, wow, my thoughts are really consumed with this and that. We need to recognize what we are thinking about. And then we need to recognize where those thoughts are coming from. You know, is it the pizza? Is it just us? Is it God? Is it the enemy? Some people say, well, I don't know how to tell. Well, we're going to talk about that so we can learn how to tell where the thoughts are coming from. You know, so many of our thoughts each day come from ourselves, and that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that because God created us with these minds. He created us to think, to dream. Okay, so we are going to have thoughts that are our own. We're going to think about all the responsibilities that we need to take care of in the day. We're going to think about, oh yeah, don't forget to pick up the kids. Please don't forget that one. That's important. We're going to think about the things that we need to do. We're going to think about what needs to be added to the grocery list. Can I just tell you, it's okay to have our own thoughts. We don't need to turn the grocery list into a prayer meeting. God created us with brains, with minds to think, and that's good. But then we will also have thoughts that come from God. Maybe it's new ideas. Maybe it's someone that he brings to our mind that we need to reach out to and check in on and encourage. Just send a text or a phone call to see how they're doing. We will have thoughts from God. He will bring scriptures to our mind. Maybe when we are reading the word, we ask him to speak to us, which we should do. And we'll have thoughts that he brings to us, revelation from his spirit. God wants to speak to us, and he does speak to us as his children. But then we also have thoughts that come from the devil. And we need to understand what those are. He's going to bring thoughts that are contrary to God's word, okay? He's going to bring thoughts that devalue us, that make us feel like, I am not good enough. I am not a good enough mom, a good enough friend, a good enough Christian. He's going to bring thoughts that condemn us, that beat us up and make us feel like a failure. He's going to bring thoughts that victimize us, where we're continually blaming others and easily offended and holding on to unforgiveness. I can't do anything else because of this and always blaming. He's going to bring thoughts of fear because fear paralyzes and it puts our eyes on the problem rather than on what God can do in that situation. You see, all of these kinds of thoughts, they contradict God's word. And we need to be able to use God's word to lead us and show us our thoughts and, and where they are coming from. 
John 8, 44 says the devil is a liar and the father of lies. So everything he says is going to contradict God's word. Revelations 12, 10 says the devil is the accuser of the brethren. He's going to accuse us. He's going to try to beat us up. The enemy wants to victimize us to keep us from the victory that Jesus paid for for us. So we need to learn to tell the difference between the thoughts that come from God and the thoughts that come from the enemy. Maybe you think, well, when there's thoughts from God, I mean, sometimes I think they're from God, but I'm not exactly sure. Okay, here's a few questions to ask yourself so you know. Does that thought align with God's word? Does that thought align with God's will? Does that thought align with his nature? You see, God will never contradict his word, his will, and his nature. But the enemy always contradicts him. Does this thought magnify Jesus? Does it lead us or others closer to Jesus? Those are some ways to know if that thought is from God. You see, the word will always reveal to us where our thoughts are coming from and if they are in alignment with God or not. The enemy loves to plant thoughts in our mind with the goal that we'll believe them. And once we believe that thought, then his job's done. Because what happens is we take over and we run with that thought and we act on that thought. I mean, think about Eve. That's exactly what happened, right? The enemy put the thought in her mind. You don't need to believe God. You don't need to listen to God. You can eat the fruit of that tree. You can be just like God. And as soon as she believed that lie, she acted on it. And that action produced effects. In fact, those effects are affecting us today because we have inherited this sinful, fleshly nature. So what we need to realize is that if our human nature, our human way of thinking follows this sinful, fleshly nature that we've inherited, then it's going to be far easier for us to align our thoughts with the enemy than to align them with God. That's why this renovation, renewing process is so very important. If we are going to have God's thoughts, we've got to spend time in his thoughts, in his word, because it will reveal our thoughts and it will wash out the thoughts that contradict his word. But not only do we need to read his word, we need to apply his word. We need to be doers of the word. So what does the Bible tell us to do with the thoughts that don't align with God's thoughts? Look with me at 2 Corinthians 10 and verse 5. It says, we demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. Pause right there. Okay, we demolish arguments, thoughts that argue with the truth of God's word. We demolish pretension, pride that sets itself up against God's word and says, oh no, I know better. This way is better. 
anything that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. That's that first part of the renovating process we talked about of recognizing, recognizing the thoughts. But then the second part of this verse, it says, and we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. How do we do that? This second part of this process, let's call it the remove and replace process. We had the recognize, now there's the remove and replace. I mean, think about it if you're renovating a house. First, you recognize what's there, then you remove, right? You might remove some walls, you might remove cabinets, you might remove countertops, and then you replace them with the things that you want. That's the fun part. And it's a process. If you've ever renovated a house, you know it's a process. But I got to tell you, it's even more of a process with our minds. Because those thoughts that don't align with God, it's not like we just take them and say, oh, we're going to remove them and they're gone. I mean, you might remove that countertop and it's gone forever. But it is a process of removing the thoughts that don't align with God. And the process actually happens in the replacing when we bring in God's thoughts to replace those thoughts, God's thoughts end up washing out the thoughts that don't need to be there. It is such a process. And, you know, we love everything being a quick fix and this quick fix world that we live in. And let's just hire someone to do it. But we have to realize this is a process that God assigned us to do. So we've got to recognize the thoughts that don't line up with God, but then we've got to decide that we don't want those thoughts to rule our life. So we've got to take them captive. And then we bring them into the obedience of Christ, which means we replace them with his thoughts, his word, all right? So I know you might be sitting there thinking, okay, that all sounds great, but how do I practically do that? Let's talk about some specific scenarios, okay? Maybe you have a thought about a person who is driving you crazy. I mean, maybe it's your husband or your children or your parents or a sibling. And all day you're thinking these thoughts about how they are just driving you crazy and they're doing this and doing that to irritate you. And your mind is filled with all of these thoughts. By the end of the day, what's going to happen? you're not going to want to be around them. And if you are, you are going to want to take them out, right? Well, we need to recognize those thoughts, take those thoughts captive, and then replace them by coming to God and saying, okay, Lord, this person might be annoying me and irritating me right now, but I need your help. And I know that this person is made in your image and your likeness. And you love this person. Jesus died not just for me, but for them also. And your word says to think on what is admirable and lovely and excellent and praiseworthy. So God, right now I'm going to do that. Instead of thinking about all the things that irritate me, I'm going to think about the good in them, the praiseworthy in them. And then as we start doing that, you know what happens? Those other thoughts get washed out and our attitude shifts because we're changing our thinking. Let's talk about another scenario. Maybe 
something has happened and you say, I am so afraid this situation is never going to change. This is just too big for God. We need to stop and recognize what we're thinking and take that thought captive and say, wait a minute. I don't need to be afraid. Lord, your word says you have not given me a spirit of fear, but you've given me a spirit of love and of power and a sound mind. Matthew 19, 26, that God with you, all things are possible. You are faithful and true to your word. You are not a respecter of persons. And just as you healed the man with the withered hand, just as you healed the woman with the issue of blood, you are a miracle worker for me. And I expect that you are going to invade this situation with your miracle working power. You see, we need to capture those thoughts and replace them with the truth of God's word and our faith and our confidence in God's word. It's powerful when we do that. So we need to be reading the word. We need to know what the word says, and we need to be declaring the word in our lives. This is how we renew or renovate our minds, our thinking. Now, remember, we're talking about having a healthy soul by not letting any old thought just lead our life, but rather by bringing our thoughts into alignment with the spirit of God and letting him be in control and dictate our thoughts. And that is when we discover that healthy, whole, prosperous soul and life that God created us to have. You see, the more we feed our spirit with the word, the easier it will be to align our thoughts with God and his word. But remember, this is a process. We are going to have thoughts that don't align with his word. This is an ongoing process for the rest of our lives. As long as we are living and breathing on this earth, we are going to have thoughts come because we live in this body with this sinful, fleshly human nature. But what we do with those thoughts is so important. We need to be intentional about renewing our minds continually. We need to be intentional about reading our Bibles. And maybe you're watching and you say, reading the Bible is brand new to me. That's okay. The process always starts somewhere for all of us. And this series is a great place for you to start and dig in and read the scriptures that we're talking about each week and let God's word and that hunger and desire for his word grow in your heart. You see, we have to recognize that we have a choice what we think. Isaiah 55, 8 and 9 tells us that God's thoughts are higher than our thoughts. Okay, there's a difference here. Proverbs 3, 5 and 6 tells us not to lean on our own understanding. In other words, our own way of thinking. Okay, we have a choice. Philippians 4, 8 tells us what we should think on. All of these verses make it very clear that there's a difference between our thoughts and God's thoughts, and we choose what we think. I was recently talking with a woman who is fairly newly widowed, and she was sharing with me that her wedding anniversary was coming up, and, and she knew that that could be a difficult day, but she decided to choose in advance what she was going to think about on that day. 
and she said, I decided that that day was going to be a day to celebrate, to think on the good memories, to think on God's blessings, what he had blessed me with. And she said that day came and that's exactly what she did. She celebrated. She focused on all of those good things. And she said, you know what? It was a good day. I was so touched by her story. I thought, wow, that so beautifully illustrates how we can choose. We have the ability with God's help to choose what we think about and therefore let those thoughts that we choose to focus on dictate the condition of our soul. In closing, I just want to look at one last scripture, Isaiah 26, verse 3. It says, You, referring to God, will keep in perfect peace all who trust in you, all whose thoughts are fixed on you. When it says you will keep in perfect peace, in the original writing, that's the word shalom. Remember in our last session, we talked about this word shalom, that it means so much more than peace. It means rest. It means wholeness, complete well-being. It's referring to a soul that is prospering and at total rest and peace. That's what it means to be well in the depths of our soul. And that's what we will experience when our thoughts are fixed on God. I want to pray for you today. Father, I just pray right now for every woman watching this session. God, I pray that you would help us to become women who would be intentional with our thought lives, that we would recognize what we're thinking on, and we would recognize the thoughts that are not in alignment with you and your word, and we would take them captive, and we would replace them with the truth of your word. God, help us to grow in this renovating, renewing process, God, that we would truly allow your spirit to be in control and dictate our thoughts. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, I'm so glad you joined me for this session. We've got some discussion questions coming your way, and I can't wait to be together again in our next session.